The other major factor is how the tradition of art curation has evolved. Within this movement, artists are now self-curating their own exhibits. Take, for example, an artist has a website or a, a podcast or a blog. And what they're doing now is they're uploading a series of paintings to like blogger.com, writing about that artwork and actually categorizing their daily paintings in their own, their, in their own way. And so it's a form of self-curation. And so you also have artists that are writing about their own work and actually using print-on-demand with the website called uh, blurb.com, which allows you to upload a bunch of paintings to this website and then write about your artwork and then sell a book on a global scale. And that particular model's happening quite a bit. That's, that's sort of connected to self. The curation is obviously connected to the education. The artist is curating their own exhibit through the blog and then writing about their own work, having other artists write about their work, employing critics to write about their work, and then marketing that piece of literature on their own. And we have to realize during the early 20th century, it was always the art critic, the gallery director, and the historian that controlled that sort of, uh, that sort of institution. So the institution of contemporary art really has evolved. It is evolving as we speak. Now during a later discussion, we could get more involved in these areas, like we could spend an hour speaking about how uh, art curation has evolved through the internet, how uh, historical documentation has changed, the idea of self-curation and marketing, how they've all changed. And it's interesting, that a lot of traditional galleries like in New York and London and especially in California are trying to hop on the bandwagon. Because obviously the, the, the traditional gallery is no longer the gatekeeper as it once was prior to uh, the year 2000. So now these galleries are coming online and trying to use blogging and uh, use Googling to get higher uh, word placement in order to market their work, whatnot. The other thing I wanted to mention is a lot of artists are using popular auction sites, like there's artbyus.com, obviously eBay's a big one, and there's a lot of other uh, websites that uh, people own, like paintingdirect.com, nextmonet.com, or uh, sd.com, where artists are paying for like a monthly membership. And what happens is they upload their, the images of their paintings to these websites and they attach prices to them. And that becomes sort of the whole marketing aspect of uh, movement. A lot of artists have asked me, what's, what's your position in this movement? I've, I've had quite a, an extensive background with respect to exhibiting in museums and galleries. And out of graduate school, did a lot of gallery lectures and museum lectures and all of that. And one of my good uh, friends from graduate school was in this movement and was also handled by some pretty prominent galleries in New York. And looking at the model from an economic standpoint, case in point, an average artist out of graduate school who has a lot of success, they have to sell $100,000 of art to make $50,000 because the galleries take half. And this artist I spoke to was an adjunct, and he was saying, out of the Manhattan galleries, you can only make nine dollars to $11,000 a year. And that's with really a big machine behind him. And now, what's happening with this movement, in terms of the economic dimension, 
aspect of it. Artists obviously can get a big cut because with popular auction sites, they only take like 5% commission. Then obviously online, if you're selling from your blog directly, you get all of it. Recently, it was just about a month ago, beginning in uh, late July, early August, the, uh, many of the artists got together on a global scale and were sort of brainstorming, trying to figure out, would it be possible to actually curate a, a thematic show that a lot of artists could participate in together? And we did pull it off, it was tricky. But the theme of the show had to do with sustainability. There's a lot of discussion concerning the environment, whatnot, and so what all of the artists did during the uh, month of August the challenge was to paint one painting a day that had some sort of connection to the green movement or the environment. And it worked out pretty well. And artists wrote about their work, wrote about how they felt that the color or form some, somehow symbolically connected to the movement. And uh, was a lot of good things came out of it. In the future, we hope the artists involved with the movement hope to uh, curate more group thematic shows that touch upon different social issues. And that'll be interesting. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people wonder how is this this new online movement impacting like traditional galleries and museums and schools. I don't this online movement really isn't a threat. It's it's not threatening anybody. If anything, I, I believe that museums and galleries are actually embracing the movement. They have to. That's the only way they can stay competitive. Case in point, there's a whole array of contemporary art museums that are now getting viewers involved in curating shows online. So, like for example, the last Whitney Biennial, they had an online show, online film, where people could experience the exhibit online. So you have that taking place. I don't. The museums aren't threatened. Traditional galleries, I believe, are to a certain extent, and I've, I've seen them over the last three years try to get online themselves and peddle their paintings, and some have had success, some haven't. But I, I believe what's happening now is they, they have joined forces. There's artists that are part of this movement and are marketing their work on their own, doing their own thing, but are also in that traditional gallery. And the galleries have no choice. The only way they can compete is to join forces to deal with it. It's just the, the marketplace, the art marketplace is just evolving. It's a lot broader. It's, it's not as narrow as it once was. Historically, the art market was always politically uh, controlled. You had to be within a certain social network or political network to have an in. Now that's not the case. You don't need to be connected.